Hello, welcome, and dobrodošli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charney, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. Welcome back to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In this episode, we'll interview Slovenian ski champion Ilka Stuchets and talk about skiing on the sunny side of the Alps. Slovenia is a great country to cheer for. Ever the underdogs due to its size, Slovenia boasts an astonishing number of superlative athletes, particularly in the winter sports. Consider Jakob Fak, the entertainingly surnamed biathlete who took bronze at the 2009 World Championships and the 2010 Winter Olympics, while taking home two gold medals and a silver in the team events at the 2018 Winter Olympics. Ski jumper Peter Preutz won the 2014 through 2016 World Cup titles, including world record jumps, as well as silver and bronze medals at the 2014 Winter Olympics. And Petra Majdic, the second most successful cross-country skier in World Cup history, enchanted global audiences at the 2010 Winter Olympics when she took bronze despite skiing with five broken ribs. In a country blessed with some of the world's most beautiful and accessible mountains, the Julian and Kamnik Savinia Alps ranges, it makes sense that Slovenia would excel at skiing. But to this extent? It's one thing in large population countries with a much larger potential athlete pool and with more elaborate systems of funding. That a population of around 2 million can compete and defeat athletes from countries 10, 100, or even 500 times their size is really saying something. In the U.S., where I'm from, these winter sports are only followed by a very small clutch of fans outside of the Winter Olympics. Ski jumping is such a marginal sport in the U.S. that the team doesn't even have a Wikipedia page as of writing. I didn't even know there was a U.S. team until I watched an event cheering for Slovenia. I did a double take when I saw the helmets of the U.S. team emblazoned with the logo of the official sponsor, Hram Gorian, a very small local neighborhood pizza restaurant near where I live. Not where I live in the U.S., but here in Slovenia. Apparently, they couldn't convince any American business to sponsor them, but they'd hired a Slovenian coach, of course, and were sponsored by a rural Slovenian pizza joint. I loved that. But I got into cheering for Slovenian sport by cheering for our female alpine skiers. One of the best is Ilka Stuchitz. She was three-time junior world champion in three different disciplines and was world champion in downhill in 2017 and 2019. I had the good fortune to interview her for this podcast. Hi, Noah. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me in this podcast. Um, I always love to chat about things. So, yeah, I think we have some uh, pretty nice things to talk about today. Um, I'm also looking forward to it. And also, thank you for all the cheering during the winter. I hope also this season will bring you lots of joy. What are your earliest memories of skiing in Slovenia? How old were you when you began? And at what point did you decide to train to become pro? So my first or earliest memories of skiing in Slovenia um, 
I don't know if they're actually memories or I like pictured it together with the photos and um, what what my mom and dad told me that was actually going on. But yeah, definitely it was at home in Maribor on our uh, hill, Pohore. Um, I think I was about two and a half years old when I um, first skied by myself. <laughs> um, well, I was told that uh, it was kind of a end of winter already and all of a sudden we had like a lot of snow in in April and I really 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 wanted to ski by myself so I was like uh, really giving a hard time to my parents to get me skis or that whatever just that I ski and they're like okay whatever we're doing it um and I I mean from what they tell I really don't remember that um from what they're telling me it's like they just they put me in skis and I was like, okay. And I just skied away from them, actually. It was kind of a shock, I guess. But uh, yeah, even before that, I was also either in in backpack or somewhere um, in the snow in the winter. Well, I don't, I don't recall that I actually made a decision that I'm going to be a pro skier or like put out the point when I say, okay, from now on, I'm a pro. <laughs> um, I mean, I always liked it. I love to be outside. I love um, everything about it, actually. And then with racing, with getting better, with improving the results and everything, it was just so much um, so much fun <laughs> that, yeah, it just happened. How do you view Slovenia's interest in professional skiing and ski culture in general? It strikes me that a large percentage of the population skis regularly and cheers for skiers like you, which as an American is refreshing because it's not a particularly popular sport in the U.S. I think ski culture in Slovenia in general, it's um, really good developed or on a high level or um, how should I say? I think many, many people are um, really good skiers. Um, they enjoyed it, which is, I think, the most important part about it. Um, and I also think many people are, um, like, they have interest in, in professional skiing or at least, you know, um, following all the results, all the, everything that's going on um, during the winter, actually. So, um, yeah, this is really nice to, nice to see always, nice to know that, um, even if we're not like the strongest skiing nation, um, there is really a big, big support coming from from people all over Slovenia who also enjoy skiing. All winter long, we gather around the television and cheer you on. Watching professional sports is much more fun when you have a champion to cheer for. But we just see the stretching before the race and the race itself. What's happening before and after that doesn't appear on TV? Could you take us through your routine on the day of a race, from when you wake up until when you go to sleep? Everything but the race itself. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, on a, on a race day, um, like you said, you don't really see much. You see us maybe like a um, few short seconds on, on, on the course inspection or when we are getting ready to start. But yeah, the whole day, it's actually fooled <laughs> with with skiing with everything what's what's going on before the race and after the race not just this let's put it to like maximum 
10 minutes maybe when you're really like high focus before the race and when you're racing um so i would say i'm i'm quite an early bird <laughs> so i love to wake up um quite early like long long before um inspection or whatever long before leaving the hotel i do all my um exercises that i do every morning to wake up my body to get the joints going <laughs> and uh stuff like that really to to fully wake up um already before i before i leave the hotel then yeah we would come to the skiing area i would warm up a little bit more there um put on my equipment then maybe um well it depends if i go free skiing or like doing the warm-up on the slope with skiing right away or we go for the inspection first um i mean also inspection you are inspecting the course um between 45 minutes and one and a half hour and then you ski it in less than two minutes so <laughs> yeah you really need to like have a look at all the small details because later you will be passing by pretty quickly actually <laughs> and you'll have to you'll have to know everything what's what's coming and count that in in uh, in your race to get down as fast as possible of course then yeah the routine would be kind of a uh, take some time before before going to the start of the race um again change the equipment for for racing like the real racing suit and um, uh, the protection, whatever it's needed or whatever uh, some I prefer. Um, then, yeah, then the part you see on the TV, <laughs> getting ready and racing. And then afterwards, afterwards well, it depends. But usually, um, yeah, we would hang out in the finish a bit just to, I mean, to see how the race develops, to make some interviews or whatever you need to do then go back to to the hotel go to the ski room um sometimes help unpack the skis talk with technician uh go for lunch have a little break maybe one hour or something like that take a rest and then again <laughs> same old same old some physiotherapy some physical training uh video analysis of the of the race or um the trainings or the meeting whatever comes uh, tomorrow if it's another race or we are moving to another place um then dinner and yeah you are more than ready <laughs> to sleep i'm a little embarrassed at how little i know maribor and i'd like to learn more about it if you were to take me on a full day tour of your favorite places in the city of maribor the second largest city in slovenia starting with breakfast and ending with a night out where would you take me <laughs> well then it's definitely time that um you visit Maribor <laughs> and and learn some more about it. It's actually yeah, how should I say it's not a big town but it has a lot to offer actually. So I would suggest um maybe breakfast somewhere in in the center um to really enjoy and feel the the city vibe. Then yeah, maybe Take a take a walk around the center, um, do some shopping, uh, then maybe go a bit further out of the 
of the town itself. I don't know, maybe go skiing if it's winter time or something like that. Um, or visiting, uh, what would they visit? Like there are a lot of, um, so a lot of either like small restaurants or tourist uh, farms or whatever um, in the area. So definitely I would suggest visiting something like that. Um, and then, yeah, again, coming back, uh, maybe have some nice dinner somewhere in town. And I think, yeah, during the, during the time when there's a lot of, uh, students around, so not in summer, <laughs> um, there is quite some stuff going out, I don't know, for a night out or anything like that. Oh yeah, but also in, in early summer, it's like, uh, this festival end, it's a really nice, uh, festival, which of course it would be. Uh, obligation to visit if you're there in the right time. Why do you think that Slovenia has produced so many top skiers? Did you have a role model or inspiration when you were first training? Actually, I don't think I have a really smart answer to that. <laughs> Why Slovenia has um, so many top skiers? Because, uh, I mean, it's not that we have like super downhill slopes or stuff like that. Yes, there are great slopes where you can train, but mostly uh, technical disciplines, which makes it a bit hard for us pit skiers. But anyway, we do GS2, don't worry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess it comes from, like we said before, that Slovenia is actually a skiing nation. Um, people love to ski, and of course you get that from your parents. And... Um, if you are, let's say, lucky enough to pursue the dream that you want to be a professional, um, there is also a good support. I think it's a good supporting system. Um, that it's, yeah, it has its ups and downs, but anyways, it's working great. So, yeah, I think the options are, are really good, actually. And even, I mean, with, um, with the good results that um, we make during the winter, um, maybe some more kids get uh, interested in skiing and would also like to do that. I never actually had like a one person that would be my um, role model that I would say, okay, I want to ski like him or like her. Um, I always like watched who's the best, who's the fastest and what what do we share, which, which qualities um, I have, what they have. So yeah, it's kind of like oh okay, I'm I'm I have stuff that they have too. So why not? Maybe I can I can make something out of it. Which other Slovenian athletes do you enjoy watching and cheering for? Any particular sports that you follow? Well, I cheer for everyone. <laughs> um, I, oh yeah, just I. It was really, really nice to follow the Summer Olympics this year, because um, knowing that it's kind of really close with our Olympics, was like okay, okay. Now you guys do your part. Like, give it. I don't know. Give your best. Of course, everyone does, and. It's, it's going to even motivate us uh, winter athletes 
So yeah, watching watching Primoz on on chronometer in cycling or Yanya in climbing that was oh I was so I am not a good um a good uh, watcher actually <laughs> I get so nervous um and yeah I'm really like into it so much that probably it's better that sometimes I just see the results afterwards. <laughs> For a Washington Post article, I once did what I'd often read as possible but had never heard of anyone doing in Slovenia, skiing in the morning and on the same day swimming in the Adriatic. I did Vogel to Ljubljana for lunch to Koper for swimming. Have you ever tried that? My conclusion was it's doable, but I'm not sure I'd recommend the swimming part. Uh, actually, no. I haven't done that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely doable. It's not that far. <laughs> But the swimming part in winter could be quite a uh, refreshing, I would say. <laughs> but um, in spring, though, uh, I did ski on uh, Vogel, and then I went uh, stand-up paddleboarding in uh, Bochin, and then afterwards in Bled, which was also really nice because it was not the nicest weather, um, so it was actually no one there. <laughs> that was super fun. What are the benefits of ski holidays in Slovenia? If a tourist is interested in coming to ski here, which mountains would you recommend, and what's special about skiing in Slovenia that perhaps isn't available in other countries? Well, of course, my first uh, recommendation would be Maribor. <laughs> um, you have a really nice ski area, and uh, you have a second largest uh, city in Slovenia. Um, right next to it actually this is kind of um really special because usually the um the skiing resorts or whatever yeah they might be modern or super traditional or older stuff but you don't i don't think somewhere else you have like really um such town so close to it so that's definitely beautiful um but also I mean, also Krvavec, it's not too far from Ljubljana or Krajinska Gora is really great. Like a small, small winter fairy tale village. <laughs> so yeah, wherever you go, it's it's amazing, actually. Um, people are nice. Yeah, sometimes we like we have lack of snow a little bit, but still you can ski. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely call it totally worth a visit anywhere you go. Slovenia has become in recent years a top international destination for foodies. I wrote JB's cookbook, and I'm a big fan of Anna Roš. We now have more Michelin-starred chefs than all of Croatia. Do you have a favorite traditional Slovenian dish? And any favorite restaurants for special occasions? And what is your diet like when you're training? Sure, I have my favorite Slovenian dish. It's uh, like a cake or a uh, pastry. Uh, Prikmurska gibanica. Translated in English, that would mean over Mura, moving cake, <laughs> um, because it comes from the region of uh, River Mura. Um, but not just all, all of them. There's one really special one that a really good friend of mine makes, uh, Emerik. He's one of not so many um, licensed people to bake it. So thank you, Imre. Keep doing it. <laughs> um Otherwise, yeah, like you said, there is, um, I think there is a lot of um, 
farms or uh, producers really going back to the roots doing or producing food um, like in like back in time like in old days and it's really I mean this I realize uh, every winter when we travel the world change hotels every week um, that Slovenia really really has very um, the food of a really high quality um, which I then miss all winter but <laughs> okay um, yeah so I think it's really amazing that um, such a small country it's developing in all different kind of directions not just in sport but also in um, yeah as an international foodie destination um, myself well I don't have a really special diet um, for yeah as a professional athlete of course there I have to eat a lot because I train a lot especially in in summer in winter it's not that stressful but I kind of like got used to um, liking the things that are also good for my body so yeah this is a I'm I'm really happy that I'm in a sport where we don't have to where we don't change categories uh, with uh, changing kilograms so yeah <laughs> this is a really nice part I like about ski Imagine that a foreign friend is planning a trip to Slovenia in winter skiing is an obvious thing to do here but what else might you recommend for an ideal winter holiday here on the sunny side of the Alps Well I think that yeah of course skiing it's an obvious thing to do in winter if you visit Slovenia but like in summer uh, which I also discovered this summer um, there is so much things to do so much things to see so it totally depends on what which which direction you would like to go either if it's like uh, to come and uh, explore the food or to do winter sports or just enjoy the city vibe or enjoy country life. So whatever you want, whatever you prefer, you can find it in our beautiful country. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels, Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TripAdvisor.